I'm Russ White at the Network Collective, and this is a Network Collective short take. In this short take, I'll ta- be talking about CAA records and site security. Just a few weeks ago, I published a short take about how often HTTPS sessions are intercepted in the wild. It turns out HTTPS interception is a lot more common than people think. In this short take, I'll be talking about a different topic in the same neighborhood, and this is CAA certificates. When your browser sets up an HTTPS or TLS session, the server and the host need to exchange a private key that will be used to encrypt the session traffic. So why is a private key used to encrypt and unencrypt the session traffic rather than a public key? This is generally because performing cryptographic transforms across private keys is much faster than performing cryptographic transforms across public keys. This is generally a function of the kind of math involved and the length of the cryptographic keys themselves. How is the private key protected when it is exchanged with the server? After all, you can't just ask the server for its private key and it sends the private key in the clear, and then you use that private key to encrypt and unencrypt the traffic on the session. In order to exchange the private key, it is actually encrypted using the server's public key or using an asymmetric private-public key pair. To use a private-public key pair, the host must have a copy of the server's public key, and it has to be the right key for that server, so it can encrypt the private key in a way that only the server can read the, the private key as it's being exchanged. Where does this public key for the server come from? Before the CAA system was devised, a list of trusted domains was carried in an HTTP packet from the server to the host. The host would contact one of those domain servers in the list, and then the domain server would provide the correct public key for the host in question or for the server in question. But there's a problem here. What if an attacker intercepts the packet with the domain list within the HTTP session? It could then substitute a different domain list. The attacker could supply a a fake public key through this fake domain list, and this ensure that it is providing the private public key pair or that it can read the private key pair that is exchanged in the following encrypted session between the server and the host. Now, in this case, the session would not be secure. So this is really a problem. If an attacker has access to the HTTP stream before encryption takes place between the server and the host, then it can actually get to the point where it can look at all the encrypted traffic in the session because it can read the private key as it is being exchanged. To solve this problem, CAA records were added to DNS. Now this happened in around 2010, so this is not truly a new technology in the sense of the networking world. Rather than requesting a list of authorized sources for the public key from the server, a host can request a list of authorized sources from the DNS system. So in other words, it looks up the host's DNS name, and instead of receiving an IP address, it can receive a CAA record. The CAA record contains a list of the domains which are allowed to provide a public key for that server. This means the attacker must now modify the DNS records or the DNS response, as well as having access to the secure transport system itself, or the HTTP that's going on between the server and the host. Adding DNSSEC 
to this whole solution makes supplying a false certificate almost impossible. So let's back up. This is a really neat idea. How widely are CAA certificate records deployed in DNS in the wild? As it turns out, not very often, and when they are deployed, they're often not deployed correctly. A group of authors got together and ran some tests and published their results in a paper published in the ACM's Computer Communications Review. The article states that they ran three tests in DNS against DNS providers to determine how reliable and widespread CAA records really are. The first test examined the validity of CAA certificates returned by DNS queries. They found many providers often issue invalid or expired certificates. They found a defect, in fact, in one DNS stack that caused it to create automated certificates that were invalid 100% of the time. In the second test, they checked to see if the DNS session on which the CAA certificates were retrieved was secured in some way. They found few DNS sessions across which the CAA certificates were transferred were secured. This means an attacker could still hijack the DNS session over which the CAA certificate is exchanged and use that to set up, again, a false certificate that it could use to decrypt the private key and therefore see all the traffic in a supposedly secure session running between a host and a server. The third test, they simply went out and looked at all the domains for which CAA records are available. They found there are around 40,000 domains covered by CAA certificate. Now, if you know anything about the internet, you know that 40,000 domains is a really tiny number in the larger overall scope of the global net. So the bottom line is this, the internet would actually be more secure if CAA records were widely adopted and were adopted so that they were accurate and protected. However, it is up to business owners to push domain providers to properly support CAA records in order to help secure HTTPS sessions in the wild. That's it for this time. Visit us at thenetworkcollective.com for more content that will help you build your cognitive and metacognitive skills as a network engineer. While you are there, check out our membership, which unlocks even more great content, as well as access to an awesome community of network engineers. And remember, you can always find me at rule11.tech. Thanks.